everybody, it's Kimberly. I'm an eternal life student, which simply means human. At the end of the day, that really is the only title that we need. Today, I'm excited to announce that we have a special guest with us. His name is Jordan Sands, and he is an NLP life coach with an anthropological astrophysics-based speaking, discussing how we are evolving and how to be more mindful. And this is a very fascinating subject, and we may have to do more than one podcast to cover it all. Uh, there's a lot to discuss about the world and everything in it. So we'll start. Uh, we'll start from now, and uh, we'll see where we go. So um, again, I'm very happy to have our guest, uh, Jordan. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and tell them a little bit about where you're from? Sure, sure. I'm Jordan Sands. I'm based in the UK. And um, I was a, a mental health nurse for 25 years in forensic psychiatry, which is basically prisons and stuff like this, all interesting stuff. And then I decided in my 50s to jack it all in and study um, NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm -hmm. I also did studies with anthropology and astrophysics. Wow. And I've always been interested in, even before I was a nurse, I was always interested in where I came from as a human and, and how that how that affected the way I acted and my mental health and I wanted to expand on that and studying NLP would obviously help me help others as well and it kind of evolved that way. Great, how long have you been doing this? Uh, six years now. Oh great, and, and uh, are you loving it? It's absolutely brilliant. <sighs> I know, I know part of it, I'm not practicing what I preach now because I normally say don't regret anything but I think I wish I'd have done this 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> that's usually how it works if you only knew then what you knew now right? Exactly, exactly. So um, I saw somewhere that you said that you usually get a lot of different reactions from people when you tell them what you do. Sure. Um, how do you explain it? Well, it's it's more more face to face when you're at networking events or business business uh, business meals and that, and they say, "What do you do?" And I say, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm a NLP coach." And they say, "Oh, okay." And it's probably like your country; there are thousands of NLP coaches, so they normally look at you and think, "Oh, another coach." And then when I say, "Actually, I've got a bit of a niche," and they say, "What is it?" And I say that um, I my angle is anthropology and astrophysics based, and one of two things happens the first thing is they're really really interested and you can see the light up and they're like wow i want to know more. tell me more and then then you're there an hour or they kind of they kind of get their drink look at you and, and then kind of sidle away <laughs> i don't really know what to say to that so right great, but yeah, and, and some some most people are somewhere in the middle okay great so um, you do uh, coaching as groups and individuals, correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I do a lot of essential skills training. So that could include team building, um, customer service, customer approach, um, mm -hmm. you know, complaints. Because of my history as well in forensic psychiatry, I do a lot of stuff about conflict resolution. Oh, nice. Um, with um, emergency services and stuff like that. So that would kind of get them involved in how how to uh, deal with um you know violence or potential violence and stuff yes like that. that's one side but i also have another side where i do a lot of individual coaching mm -hmm. and that could be someone in um who i've had clients recently who have been in uh, abusive relationships 
so they are coming out of abusive relationships right. so that's where my mental health kind of skills come in because obviously then i'm using more of my nurse head than i am right which is great because i think that both of them um contrast each other quite well and up to now it tends to work mm -hmm. actually what families as well where there's been a relationship issue mm -hmm. um, where young kids are involved and that is very satisfying because one of the quotes I got from last year from a family that I worked with for about six months was as I was leaving the family they were okay and they were fine but the guy came came out to the car and said Jordan he said I just want to shake your hand because you're the glue that's kept this family together and I was quite oh. to me that's better than kind of recommendation or any referral of course and they've actually become good friends so i go and see them every few months that's and, wonderful uh, yeah so so i kind of i never say no to anyone with any particular problem mm -hmm. you know it can, um, coming out of addiction um coming out of depression you know that kind of stuff right. i always say that it isn't instead of professional help and i am I'm, I'm very aware that if anyone's in a psychiatric care or has counseling or is on drug therapy you mm -hmm. know they need to do that and mm -hmm. then contact me when they come out because you, you need you need to leave the professionals to do that side of it really correct and i think a lot of people need to do that because i've seen some people um you can actually do more damage than mm -hmm. than, than you want to you know yeah you have to have the right tools right um and everybody kind of works together to make it right so all right speaking of tools <laughs> um you had mentioned that it's it's astrophysics right but also anthropological um so can you explain a little bit about how you combine it all together yeah um I I need to explain what both are really. Yes, and, please. Um, for those who don't know, that would be wonderful. Anthropology is the um, study of humankind. Mm -hmm. So anthropology goes from where we, from where we climbed up the trees, basically, half a million years ago, and how we've evolved since then, and how we are evolving now because everything is a constant evolvement. Yes. People often think that evolvement is a thing that happened in the past. They don't realise that every living thing on earth is still evolving mm -hmm. according to adaption process and all that kind of stuff um, and astrophysics is basically the study of time and space mm -hmm. so it's basically looking at not just how our earth was formed it, within our nine planetary system and the sun and the moon but actually what happened during and after the big bang to put us in the positions that we're in, mm -hmm. why we're in those positions and actually it also looks at the time scales involved in those things from the big bang to actually where we are now and where everything is going <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good description in a short amount of time <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's kind of yeah i mean these the actual basic concepts of these ideas are in volumes like this so to kind of to kind of put it in a in a minute is, is quite difficult no i understand so combining the two you, you can't really talk about where we came from as humans and our human origins without talking about the origins of the earth and then the origins of the solar system and then the origins of the universe because it's all it's all connected um and i quickly found that when i was researching different books i found that actually a lot of the information blurs yes because people an anthropologist and, a, and an astrophysicist which i'm not 
cannot talk about the same things without talking to each other. They have to know a bit about each other's subject. Definitely. Yeah, no. So how do you, do you use that in your, your coaching and your training or is it more of something you're just interested in? Yeah, I, I've, I've tended, when I, when I first studied NLP, I didn't really bring the anthropology and the astrophysics into it. Mm -hmm. And then kind of because of the way my mind works, I started talking to people as humans and I started people, I started to try and to get people more aware of them being human yes. and how that affects their communication with each other and mm -hmm. how that affects their communication with themselves. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, it's not just about communicating with other humans, how we talk to ourselves in our mind actually affects us quite a lot more than people think yes. you know you're you're feeding your subconscious mind with all this information mm -hmm. and if you tell it enough things enough times it actually believes that you know i actually heard once where um they tell you don't don't say negative things even if you're joking because your mind doesn't know the difference right so um that's the thing you kind of have to be careful with uh if because the way that the way the brains re the way the brains wired is it doesn't understand between sarcasm jokes you know um banter whatever people want to call it mm -hmm. just information and processes it and puts it in a little box right so if you're saying if you if you spill something and you say oh you're very clumsy you're really clumsy you're always spilling things then what will happen is subconsciously you will actually start behaving that way true it's called fulfilling prophecy Yes, and it's a, it's a big thing, you know. It's it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, it's so powerful the way people talk to themselves. In fact, it's more powerful than the way people talk to you. Right. Because I mean, you can change yourself. They they say you can you know the placebo effect is a perfect example. You can cure yourself without even realizing it. Um, that's how powerful your mind really is, and your thoughts. Right. Exactly so. I think the going back to the what you asked me mm -hmm. when I started to when I started to try and get people more aware of their human side of things and how and try and get them more aware of where they came from and, and why they're here and which direction they're going in they the, the actual um the actual treatment time if you like was massively reduced really i wasn't spending like months and months and months with these people within a few weeks they were like going off and saying i, I you know i feel really good i'm gonna i'm gonna go along with this and what you're saying makes sense mm -hmm. so i kind of brought more into it and as it started working i started bringing the astrophysics in as well and i was just shocked at the the response you know it was it was like um I don't know. It was just a strange combination of those three things mm -hmm. that worked far more effectively than using them individually. No, and, and like you said, that they really are combined. Everything is combined. And once, once you realize that, uh, you can start to look at the big picture, right? And, and the big picture is usually yourself. True. You have all the answers inside you. You just don't realize it until someone opens your eyes. Right. And then it becomes a domino effect because the family um, and your partners, your family and your partner and the people around you and the people you work with notice this improvement. Yes. So they give you positive feedback and then you feel better, even better. Yes. So it's a domino effect. And actually the way you are as well 
affects everyone around you. So if they see you improving as a person and being much more contented as a human, one, at one point they're going to say, what happened? You know, how, how did you get to that point? And without them actually mentioning me, which very often they don't because sometimes it's very a personal matter. Right. They can just say, well, actually, um, someone was talking to me about thinking of life in this way. And if they, I think that's a great thing that if they, if it's a ripple effect, if they can get 10 other people to think that way without me, then that's brilliant. Yeah. Business over it. But my, my idea is that, um, stays there, but the ripple effect goes right out. So it's not just that person I'm looking after. It's actually everyone around that person. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I always, it's, it's kind of my methodology of, um, you know, a lot of people think they have to save the world. And I say, start with one and go from there. Cause that one will pass on to the next and the next and the next, you know? And, and it's wonderful what you're doing. It really is. Um, thank you very much for what you do. I don't know if enough people tell you thank you, but um, thank you. Yeah. You know, um, I, I get it gives me a great deal of satisfaction. You know, you to to to. It's a bit like paying things forward because I don't. This is why I go on to tangents. <laughs> Business. It's not always the people who fail in business are normally people who, and I'm not a business coach, but mm -hmm. people who fail are normally the people that just want dollar signs. Right. And they forget the purpose is the people. And then they fail. Yeah. Because what they're forgetting is actually, if you do everything else right, then that comes in anyway. Yeah. They don't, they see it as a first goal rather than an end goal. Right. You know, and to me, um, it's not an end goal. Of course, I've got to pay my mortgage. Of course, I've got to right. pay my bills. I must do. Yes. That's, that's not my why. Mm -hmm. You know, my why is, okay, this person's got these issues. Let's sit down. Let's have a, a human conversation with them and find out how we can make that person a bit of a better person than they were the day before. And that's enough for me. You know, whatever, um, you know, whatever happens after that is a bonus. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. It really is. And, and you know what? Uh, that's a good life to wake up to every day. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to be able to help people and, and pass it on. Who wouldn't want to wake up to that? Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, just giving you a heads up. It's almost time uh, to end the podcast. So I wanted to put out some things for people to hear. Okay. Okay. Um, so I do know that, um, again, we had mentioned before that you do do um, some some coaching and teams and individuals and things like that. You have something called the one hour pep talk. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I was getting information from, from corporates and from businesses that, especially sales teams, it's very <laughs> difficult for them to get their sales teams all over the country in one place. And... You could do a, a group Zoom call, but it's not really my, my thing. So what I've said to them is, okay, fine. If you can get them all together for an hour, um, a month. Right. Be enough. Oh, yeah, but you can't do much in an hour. And I say, well, okay, just give me a chance. And what it is, it's, I've done a few now, and, and it works out pretty well because it's exactly what we were talking about, uh, condensed in in that time and so it's highly highly motivational highly interactive mm -hmm. um very provoking 
Um, and I, I, I like to see it as planting seeds. Oh, nice. You know, you plant this this one hour Pepsi seed, and then they go away and grow their own. Oh. You know, you're not you're not you're not actually going through massive detail you haven't got the time you've got an hour to get all this information in right. so it's really a, a fast-paced um uh sometimes in-depth thing with like a 10-minute question and answer at the end so it's really only 20 it's really only 50 minutes but it's intense and it's fast and it's interactive and it gets people um people don't have time to really sit down and and get bored you know it's not a powerpoint it's me bringing people up it's me put, picking on people it's me <laughs> in-depth questions about where they came from and stuff like this and why they think that oh, and good. It gets people, i think hopefully people will um i like to get the idea that people don't actually take a breath until the end of the hour because yeah. it's like watching the film and holding your breath and then in the end you go oh and I like them to kind of, I go away and I like to think of them sitting at home thinking, what just happened? <laughs> that is kind of the idea behind it. And I've sold this to, to different people and it, it, it goes pretty well. Oh, I'm nice. quite glad I thought of the concept really. So if people are interested in finding out about this more, uh, what is a good way for them to reach you? Uh, email? Do you have some websites or anything like that? Um, do you do anything? You know, things like that. I'm quite I'm quite active on LinkedIn. Um, I've got an Instagram site as well. Um, so what name should they look up? Sorry, what was that? Uh, what name should they look up? Uh, when they go on the LinkedIn? Just under Jordan Sands. Yeah, oh. on the Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I've got, I've got an umbrella term of Karma You, um, but I kind of use Jordan Sands more. Okay, great. So anybody who's listening on radio, uh, make sure you look up Jordan Sands um, on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Okay. Um, now, if people were interested in uh, signing up for some of these um, events that you have, you said that you, you normally um, have, you would go to them, uh, but you're England based, correct? Sure. Um, so if anyone is outside of England, um, they can still reach out to you, whether they want to set up um, arrangements for you to go to them, um, Zoom or anything like that. You guys can discuss that on the, on the side, correct? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure that everybody has the information. And um, you, you had mentioned briefly um, about uh, sometimes you do retreat type things. Yeah, in in the summer months, I tend to. I mean, I'm thinking about doing a, a couple of winter ones, but actually in cottages and things instead. Oh, nice. um, yeah, in the summer, it's more a camping thing where people um, normally only about twenty people, just so it's not too big to be impersonal. Okay. Um, normally, normally twenty strangers uh, who haven't never met before. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're couples that come together. Sometimes they're friends that come together. Most of the time, though, they're complete strangers. Mm -hmm. um, really, just it's only like a friday to, to monday or tuesday it's only a four day thing um but they it's very informal there's lots of music um okay. bit of drink um, <laughs> really it's just a case of it it's i like to call it like a safe haven where mm -hmm. people can offload stuff you know that they really can't offload to their even to the partners sometimes oh, nice. you know, i've had people offload stuff in in a, in a group there where they feel safe that they haven't discussed with their partners and i think that's important because no matter how much of a partnership or a good marriage you have 
sometimes it's very difficult to talk to the person who's closest to you because you're frightened of their reaction. So yeah. it's great that people feel, or I can make people feel that safe that they can do that. That's wonderful. Okay, so um, I am going to end our meeting. Um, I would love to have you back if you're willing. We could talk more in depth about it. Um, so thank you so much uh, for being part of this podcast. Um, I do want to let everybody know, please remember to like, subscribe, and put any comments that you'd like. Again, don't forget to look up Jordan Sands on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'll put the information in the comments as well. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, listening and watching us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kimberly. All right. Thank you.